how worthy is our land because of him that we can sit here and standing here and to believe the wonderful God that will we have. May the Lord bless you. Uh, I'm just as nervous as you are. So don't worry. <laughs> Nothing changed. Just try to give uh, the man of God a break. Not by choice though. <laughs> uh, if you don't mind, I would just um, uh, go to the scripture right away. Let's turn to the book of Deuteronomy 27. Book of Deuteronomy 27, verse 17. The Bible said, Cursed be he that removeth his neighbor's landmark. And all the people shall say, Amen. Amen. Let's turn to another scripture, um, book of Second King, ch- uh, chapter 9. Verse 21. 2 King chapter 9, verse 21. And Joram said, Make ready. And his chariot was made ready. And Joram, king of Israel, and Ahaziah, king of Judah, went out, each in his chariot, and they went out against Jehu, and met him in the portion of Naboth, the Jezreelite. Jezreelite. And it came to pass when Joram saw Jehu that he said, Is it peace, Jehu? And he answered, What peace? So long as the whoredom of thy mother Jezebel and her witchcraft are so many. And Joram turned his hand and fled and said to Ahaziah, There is a treachery, O Ahaziah. And Jehu drew a bow with his full strength and smote Jehu. Uh, Jehoram between his arm and arrow went out at his heart and he sunk down in his chariot. Then said Jehu to Bidkar his captain take up and cast him in a portion of the field of Naboth the Jezreelite for remember how that when I and thou wrought together after Ahab his father the Lord laid this burden upon him. Surely I have seen yesterday the blood of Naboth and the blood of the son, says the Lord, and I will requit thee in this plot, says the Lord. Now therefore take and cast him into the plate of the ground according to the word of the Lord. But when Ahaz, the king of Judah, saw this, he fled by the weight of the guard garden house and Jehu followed after him and said smite him also in a chariot and they did so at the going up to Gore which is by Iblam and he fled to Megiddo and died there. May the Lord bless his word and let's uh, bow our head. Oh dear Heavenly Father we open up the, the most holy scripture Lord. Each word is a secret 
because each word is a you said it. It's not a man said it. It's not inspired in a man's thoughts, but it's the God thoughts that are put into the word form so that we can read it and believe it and receive it. So, Father, we commit a service into your hands. Lord, and may you come down meet the need of the people. That's all the purpose of this service to be, Lord. We're not coming here to listen to a talk. We're not coming here to listen to some immense thought. We're coming here to see our God, to keep His promise and fulfilling His word has said about His bride. So, Lord, we commit ourselves into your hand as to the presence of a God coming down at this moment. Let the Holy Spirit to meet the need, to deliver people, and to release the people in the bondage, Lord. We thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. I want to give it a title of the uh, service this morning. Cursed be he that removed his neighbor's landmark. When uh, God said a certain word, uh, the word has to be fulfilled. When he said, uh, um, no matter how big the word is, how uh, short the sentence is, but as long as God said it, uh, man might be thinking it's not important. But when God said it, that is very, very important. Because he is obligated to every word that he said. He has to fulfill whatever the word of God has said. And so when he said, curse be he that removed his neighbor's landmark. And when somebody tried to move the landmark, and they're not challenging that person, but they're actually challenging the word of God. That's why when uh, Ahab, when he saw the portion of the vineyard of the uh, Naboth, the Jezreelite, and uh, he wants, uh, he desired that uh, piece of land, uh, want to make it as to become his uh, vegetable uh, garden. But the neighbor said, I dare not to sell the land, the inheritance that my ancestor gave it to me. And he stayed on the promise that the Lord had given it to him. And he stayed on the land that the Lord had given it to him. But Ahab just have no revelation about that. And when he tried to use a what kind of a method to try to uh, get to the land, even by the help of of Jezebel and then they're not picking on the man they're actually picking on God so though neighbors died but God is on the revenge though neighbors died for years but God no matter how long they will delay but the vengeance of a God is vehement because they're not picking on a certain person they're picking on the promise of God and we saw in this age, there is a many landmark has been removed. The age come to a point, there's no black and white anymore. Right. The age come to a point, and there's no right and wrong anymore. Used to be wrong, now it is perfectly right. Used to be uh, man is man, woman is woman. Now man is woman, and woman's man. And not only, uh, not, uh, not only that. They don't know they're a woman or man anymore. Used to be the marriage is just a, a man and a woman. But now marriage can be anything. Some people can even marry a dog, believe it or not. Some people even can marry a horse, an elephant, whatever that they want to do. Why? Because the landmark has been removed. But God said, curse be he that remove his neighbor's landmark. When the landmark has been removed, 
God required His people to stay on the property the Lord gave it to you. To stay on the place, the position that the Lord gave it to you. No matter how many landmarks has been moved, no matter how many people has blurred the boundary, has said this, uh, uh, you know, this is a virtue, that's, that is the virtue, but only what is the word of God said, that is the truth. Amen. And we saw in this age and that the landmark has been removed so much that it used to be a uh, uh, called virtue and now it's been called old-fashioned and not only that if you try to uh, uh, against the certain things that the people in this uh, age are considered uh, as a political correct then you become a narrow-minded and not only you become a narrow-minded but you you're facing the law now the law used to be standing on the righteous people the law used to be standing on the people who hold true to what is the, uh, the value that is. To hold true what is the principle that is. But when the landmark has been removed, where is the truth? When the landmark has been removed, where is the principle? There's a no principle anymore. There's a no truth anymore. But only in the word of God in this hour. How thankful that we should be that God has said, Cursed be to the person who removed the landmark. But bless be to the person who keep their landmark. Even they died, but God will be on their side. Even they died on their plot, and even they died on their field, but you have a God on your side. He will revenge on the same ground that you died at. And you're talking about the world is like that. Then you go ahead and you look at it, the church is like that also. You find out that there's a no, uh, no certain principle in the, in the church anymore. Anything is negotiable. Right. Anything can be changed. You go to the church that used to be, the people they pray, the people they give their heart to the Lord, they do everything they can and to uh, uh, live a modest life. But now, modest life, that is a joke. Modest life, you are going to suffer persecution. And now... You, you go to the church, you'll find out the church is like a Hollywood. Why? Because the landmark has been removed. And the Hollywood that invaded into the church. And the church has become even more like a, not like Hollywood. They're even leading the Hollywood. They're leading the fashion of it. The way they're speaking. You go on the, uh, some of the, the tele, uh, televised uh, uh, evangelists. They, they speak like a show, uh, like, like a showmanship. They speak like a, like a, a, a comic. Com- comedian. They speak like a, uh, just a, making a movie or whatever that is. You know, I heard some people said that you go to the church, they don't have a service anymore. They just have a theater, have a play, they just have a, uh, you know, make a, make a drama or make a, become a theater. And the people come into the church, they're watching a show. We're coming to the church to watching God fulfill His Word. We're coming to the church to see God will curse that who that remove His neighbor's landmark. And now the word, you cannot see church. You have to see community. You cannot see church. You have to see society. You have to be fashionable. You have to come to the church and say, come to the people, oh, we're just trying to make a better community. We're not trying to make a better community. We're not trying to make a better society. 
This world is doomed. This community, this society is absolutely doomed. Because they rejected the word of God. They directly rejected the message of this hour. When God curses, how can we bless? You cannot see, oh, you cannot see rough word. You cannot see word that it has to be, you know, when you say something, it has to be a, a political correct. It has to be some word not offending people. I hope we don't have a minister in this church. The ministers in this church is called black, black, and the white is white. The ministers and the ministry in this church, whenever those things are the wrong, then as wrong as it can be. When things that are the right end is the right can be. Because God never removed the damn mark. It's the devil tried to remove the damn mark. And the devil tried to remove your landmark. It's not only in a denominational church. You will find out that those things start to try to inviting in our family. Those things are trying to inviting in our churches. In the people who believe the message. You cannot see things hard. You cannot see things that are offending the people. You have to see, see things tinkling to the ear. I'm so glad our Lord still the Lord that keeps the, the landmark. That's why God sent us the prophet and the message in this age. Because all the landmark has been removed. So that's why he sent us the prophet in this age. Bring that message to discern what is the right landmark. And to move the landmark back to this all to be position. You find out in the church that the people come to the church and they just uh, spend some of the time that emotionally, maybe they're crying a little bit, or they, maybe they prayed a little bit, and some preacher to get behind the pulpit, and no, they don't even have a pulpit. You go to the, uh, the, some of the church, they, they put the pulpit away. They just become a one speaker, come up and make a few comments, and no, no more than 40 minutes exactly on the dot. Then they sing a rock and roll band down there. Then they feel, oh, we've done our religion. Are they sincere? They're absolutely sincere, but it's sincerely wrong. And people go in there, they don't know what is the landmark really is. They cannot even, they cannot even deter what is, the, what is their spirit, what is the spirit and what is in their soul. And they try to go there and um, maybe to drop a few tears and uh, say, I love Jesus, I love Jesus. Then they think everything is over. Then they go home and just sing, be a sinner as they always be. What's happened is because the landmark has been removed. It's not because the people don't want to know God. It's because the landmark has been removed and no one knows what is right, what is wrong. You give a church, you give a group of people, let them long enough to be exposed in those kind of a preaching, they will be exactly like that. Let me say this, if you put a cover of Bible way into the Texas, in the Joe Austin's service, it'll give you a two years, you will be exactly like them. Why? Because the landmark has been removed. You under that type of influence, you will become like that. But I'm so thankful there's a man of God still preaching the word that keep the landmark. Curse me the people who remove the landmark. It's because the word of God makes you all to be. 
It's because the message of this hour that you're sitting down here, not like those people has been removed the landmark. Don't know what is right or what is wrong. You let on the message, people. If they compromise on the word of God and put them in the constantly on the compromise of condition, preach them a social gospel with the message of terminology into it, they will exactly become like the world. Why? It's because the landmark has been removed. That's why we have to be constantly emphasize the message of this hour. That's why we have to be constantly emphasize it's the word, it's the Christ, it's the life of Jesus Christ. People don't even know how to discern what is their spirit, what is their mind, and what is uh, the God doing in the soul. That's why people struggling. That's why people they cannot find a rest. Brother Bramba said, I believe from the heart. He said, if you try to bluff that, he said, if a doctor says so and so, if you try to bluff that, he said, it won't work. If you try to reason it in your mind saying, yes, God's word is right. I believe that. I believe it will come to pass. I think that. Now, if that's just intellectually, you just might as well stop thinking it. He said, until something comes down on the inside of you. Yes. To just say, it's so. And that's all there is to it. There's not enough demons out of torment could ever shake it from you. Yeah. It's something on the inside called the heart. That's where real faith finds a resting place. Yeah. It's not here, but it's right here. Yeah. Intellectual would try to reason about it. Now, let us be reasonable, they said. But faith has no reasoning. It just has one thing, and that's that God's word is right. Oh, there is a word the soul sets his feet, and the rest is eternally right there. For God says so. Not a bluff, but you know it. How we thankful that the Holy Spirit is through the ministry of a William Branham and to set the landmark right back to what is all to be. It's not to the intellectual way. It's not to the emotion. It's not just imagination that you're thinking you believe. But you have the true experience with the Lord by your soul, by your heart. Believe absolutely what is the word of God has said. Even your mind try to reject it. Even your mind try to spit it out. But in your heart you said this is nothing but the truth. No matter what situation that you went through. No matter how many hardships that you were facing. But in your heart and in your soul you still say Lord this is nothing but the truth. Maybe my mind tell me the different. Maybe the situation say to you to give it up and reject it. Just to throw it out of the white hole. Go back to live out of the world. But there is something in you cannot let you go. Amen. You think Naboth will understand the things that he went through? You think when Ahab threw the Jezebel's influence and take his life, even his children's life, you think he understand? I don't think he understands it a bit. But he only understands one thing. Lord has a promise. He said, don't move the landmark of the old. 
that my inheritance that the Lord gave it to me, nobody can move that. Even I die, I will die keeping the inheritance that God gave it to me. God gave you your children as your inheritance. God gave you the loved one as your inheritance. You might not see it, but you stay true to God's word. And God said, cursed be those people that try to remove the landmark. They're not picking on God when they try to take your children away. They're not taking their loved one. They're picking on God. You just stay true to God's word. When Satan starts to hurt you, the oil and the wine, then the Lord said, take your hands out of them. Amen. No matter how long it seems God that uh, be silent. No matter how long it seems like a situation just has no end to it. But you keep true to it. Even die on your spot. Even died on your plot. God said, I will request them. He said, I will lay that burden on their head. That burden, the first is the salt of God. Then it comes through the prophet because only the prophet can go to the salt of God. And then when a prophet is not just bring the word, not just bring the message, but it bring the burden of God that into in the word format. And when he spoke it, he literally speak to the burden of God. And when you receive that burden of God, you receive that word, that word become a burden in you. That word is the seed, is the inheritance that he gave it to you. And you keep true to that inheritance. No matter what goes, what comes, you stay true to God's word. Your body may be fading, may be fading away. Even your spirit may be mind-buckling. You come to the point you may be even lost your mind. But in the soul, that inheritance, that seed that God put in there, then he said, don't worry, my son. Don't worry, my daughter. Curse be to he that tried to remove his neighbor's landmark. He said, I will deal with them. It's not you try to deal with your situation. You keep true to God's word, even died on it, died to believe God's word, then it will be God with dealing with the Satan. You find out, devil in this age, he tried to move the landmark, even off this message. And through people coming, this is not something just new. This has always been. And then the people try to move the landmark of the message with the psychology, right. with a man's idea, yeah. and even with the compromising. Right. And they try to swap just like what is Ahab did. Ahab didn't say, I'll take it by force. Ahab said, I'll swap with you. Right. I give you something better than you have. You had a vineyard, I give you something better, more than what you have. I give you a better job. I give you a promotion. I give you a popularity, young man, young girls. I give everybody praising you. 
I give you a handsome face. I give you a beautiful body. I give all of If all of that is not be used by God and for God, that become a curse. And the devil said, let's negotiate. I'll swap with you. I will offer things way better than what your pastor can give it to you. I will offer something way better than your family can give it to you. I will offer something way better than your church can give it to you. Just come to my pod, my spot. All you're holding, Satan said, it's just an old message 50 years ago. All you're having is just your mom and dad. They don't even know what they believe. They do know what they believe. They said all you have is just an old pastor and minister just screaming out day and night, Wednesday and Sunday morning and Sunday night. How would you know the outside world? It's so marvelous. You never got a chance even to experience that. He said, I'll make swap. He said, just go to try. When you try it out, you know, it doesn't hurt. It did hurt. You ask those people who was a walk out of the protection of the word of God, go into the world by the grace of God, God take them back. But how many scars they haven't been scarred? The testimony of our brothers who standing here to share their testimony is not trying to let you to go out to the world and come back to hold a testimony. It's to tell you, don't go out there. I already experienced that there's nothing real out there. There's nothing true out there. It's all scarred. It's all hurt. It's all damaged. I wish I don't experience what I experienced. I'm 46 years old. I'm still battling with the things I always battling when I was a young. Those rock and roll music still in my mind. I cannot remember what is the holy song is, but you let that thing pick it and come up on me. I remember every word. Is that true? Yeah. When some music started and when something is, that things I, I remember, oh, that's 20 years ago, 30 years ago, when I was in the world. I was, just saying, I was thinking, Lord, why cannot I remember the hymns? And those songs, I can remember who write it, who, who sing it, and how many guitar beats, and how many drum beats, everything is flooded in the mind. That's a scarred mind. But how we thank you, Lord. He give us a restored soul. He give us a restore to the landmark. No matter what is going on outside, on this spirit realm, on this mind realm. But there's one thing for sure. Lord, I believe every word that you said. I know my life has been transformed. Though I'm battling, I'm battling, I'm battling until death. But I will die on my spot. I will die on the inheritance of the Lord to give it to me. But young people, you don't have to go through that. I was thinking about what if I given my heart to the Lord when I was 15 to 17 years old. 
how many things I can do for the Lord. That's how we thank you for the Lord, for the keeping power. We have a testimony that God bring them out, bring them back to the fold. We have a testimony that God bring them back to the word of God. But we also have a testimony to testify the keeping power of God. We also have this man, young man sitting here. Right, Brother David? Brother David Curdy. I was thinking about our health. It's not because they don't go through things. It's not because they don't facing the challenging of the devil. But they're keeping the landmark. They're keeping the, they're keeping the inheritance that the Lord gave it to them. I'm thinking about all the young men and the young girls standing, sitting over here. Keep your landmark. God has a keeping power that here by the word of God. He give you godly parents. He give you godly the neighbors. He give you godly the brothers and sisters. He give you the ministry to keep you and to say to you, don't move the landmark. Keep pressing on. I was thinking about the brother John Andes, the son, the brother Michael, and the brother Tim, and the sister Victoria. All of that, I, I can mention many names here. But all of that to prove one thing, the keeping power of God. Yeah. Is that right, brother Sam? Yeah. Is that right, brother Michael? Yeah. To me, that's an even greater testimony. It doesn't mean they don't go through the struggle. It doesn't mean that they don't go through the mind battling. They're probably facing more battling than a lot of the people that did go out to the world. And they're facing, they're looking at it, it seems like there's not, not much a testimony that they're having. But day in and the day out, they're facing all the challenge of the devil. All the temptation from the outside. But you didn't give in. You said, I'm going to die on the plot that the Lord gave it to me. I don't care what anybody else do. I don't care what anybody, all my friends, what they're doing. But I'm even die. I would die to believe it. But when people, but when Satan try to pick on the God's people, they're not picking on the people, but they're picking on God Himself. When Nabos heard Ahab's saying, he knows what is the word of God has said. Because in Deuteronomy 19.14, it said, Thou shalt not remove thy neighbor's landmark, which they of old time have set in thine inheritance, which thou shalt inherit in the land that the Lord thy God giveth thee to possess it. That is the word of a God. It's a heavy burden. But he received the heavy burden. The burdens of the word of a God. When you receive the burdens of the word of a God. It's a sacrifice. You have to pay the price. And the Naboth even paid his life for that. And when we have the word of God. God requires you to pay everything that you have. Sometime even your life. 
you hold true to what is the word of God has said. But when you're holding that burden, when you're holding the burdensome word in your heart, when you hold true to it, even give your life to what is the inheritance, the word of God has promised to you. Even you die like Naboth has died, but God will revenge for him. And then, it may be seems a long time, but when that burden that a person that received, even he died on the word of God, God saw it. The things that you went through, it's not God said, he's a, uh, turn his eye uh, away from it. He's not ignorant of the way you're going through. He saw exactly what the devil had do. He saw exactly how you keep true to the word of God. And that become a more burden than in God's heart. And when he saw that, that just built up the burden of God. Like Jehu said, he said, yesterday I saw, the Lord said, I saw that Ahab shed his blood, Nabal's blood, and his children, his sons' blood. Then the Lord laid this burden upon Ahab. When God's burden comes to a point, he must deal with it. When the devil starts to picking on you, when he's uh, trying to use all kinds of things and trying to pull you away from your inheritance, God must deal with that. Amen. He's not a blind God. He's not an ignorant God. He knows exactly what you're going through. Amen. But he wants you to put your life on it. He wants you to sacrifice your whole self to it. He wants to see you keep true to God's word. Then that burden in God's heart becomes heavier and heavier. Then it comes to a point, he said, I will deal with it. So when you keep true to God's word, it just build up to the heavy burden of God in his heart. Then one day he must send the judgment upon the things has been pulled you away. But one day he must send the judgment to try to pull you, to try to make you lukewarm, to try to take your family, to take your children. God is going to revenge on the same spot that the devil is trying to overcome. It's not you are battling anymore, but it's God is revenging for you. When Naboth gave it his life for his inheritance, then the Lord said, He said, the Lord laid this burden upon him. He said, I have seen yesterday the blood of Naboth and the blood of his son. He said, I will record thee in this plate. In other words, I will revenge you in this plate. And I mean, in this, uh, in this same field. How devil has taken your children away? By all kinds of things. How devil has taken away your fervency? How devil has uh, swapped with a lukewarm? Either hot, either hot, nor cold. How devil has put uh, our children sitting in the church just like a log? They're not totally dead. 
but you saw the flame become dimmer and dimmer. But I'm so thankful. He said, Cursed be to he that removes the neighbor's landmark. It's not a we try to fight him. It's the Lord said, I'm going to pick on the devil. I'm going to use you to pick on the devil. I'm going to be living in you, fathers. I'm going to be living in you, mothers. I'm going to be living in you, my elder brothers. I'm going to be living in you, my elder sisters. God said, I'm going to use you to revenge what is the devil has done. I'm going to use the minister. I'm going to use the pastor. I'm going to use the word of God by the preaching of the world. He's not trying to pick on you, children. He's not trying to pick on you, young people. He's God picking on the one who has been bind you. He's God is picking on the one who has tried to influence you. It's the word, judge the sin. And all you need to do is to receive the word and to believe it and to receive it and to let the word live its own life out. We don't want to just listen to the word. But listen to the word, you will have a joy. In the book of John 16, Jesus said that a woman when she's in travail and so- has sorrow because her hour is come. But as soon as she's delivered of the child, she remembers no more the anguish for joy that a man is born into the world. We know the son of a man has come. And the son of a man has not only just come to the ministry of our brother Brandon's message. But the son of a man also be revealed in your life too. Amen. The son of a man, the Holy Spirit, must be born in you as well. Amen. What brings the joy is when the son of a man was manifest in your life. That brings the joy to the people. Amen. When you receive the word and you believe the word. And then the Holy Spirit will drop in you. And that gives you the joy. To live a godly life, give a person the joy. It's not that the gaming, it's not that the video, it's not that on the outside world can give you the joy. Those things give you temporarily joy. But God will give you the eternal joy. He said, and you therefore have sorrow, but I will see you again. And your heart shall rejoice, and your joy, no man can take it from you. Christ is the fountain. Of all the joy. I think many people we can witness in that. And in the day he shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily I say unto you. Whatsoever he shall ask the Father in my name. He will give it to you. Hitherto have ye asked nothing in my name. Ask and ye shall receive. But your jo- that your joy may be full. We know John had a joy. John the Revelator in the book of Revelation, when he saw the Lamb take the book, he has a joy. He was jumping up in the air. Brother Brandon, he must have said he must have sold his name that in that book. We see John had a joy. But when God gives us a joy, it's not just a joy, 
But he said, I want your joy to be full. When John saw the lamb take the book, but it's not only just that John saw the lamb take the book, John must to, be, uh, to heed to the, requ- to the calling of the lamb said, go take that book. And then the, the Bible said, he asked nothing in my name, but he shall re- uh, but ask and he shall receive and your joy may be full. So when John go there to uh, hear that the angels call, said, go take the book. Then John said, give me that book. And then he eat the book. Then he prophesied again to all nations, to all towns. You know, that's what makes us joyful. It's not just making a joy that we saw the Lamb take the book. It's not just we saw we have the joy. We saw God is moving in this. We saw God is moving in that. The full of the joy is when I receive it. The full of the joy is when you receive it. It's not just a look at it. Some people has done that. Now look at God in the done in a certain people's life, but saw that God moved in myself. That make my joy full. When you saw the word coming forth, that gave you joy. But when you received the word, that word become a personal revelation to you. That can make you joyful. He become your personal God. Devil might be taking away many things from you. Just like Ahab has taken the things away from Naboth. He might take your wealth away. He might take your house away. He might take your job away. He might take your loved one away. But when he starts to touching the cord of it, the life of it, that will touch the nerve of God. When a person, when Naboth was whole true to God's word, it's not just the part of the land, but it is the truthful, he's faithful to what the Lord has promised to him. He hold true to God's word, because the word is the source to bringing the life to a person. And when he started touching that, then it touched the nerve of God. And Brother Branham said in the third seal, he said, that then what does it say to this writer in black? He said, don't you hurt my wine and my oil. Don't you touch it, my wine and my oil. Now I've got just a little bit of it down here, down there. But there's a still a little bit there. Yes, sir. He said, now you can go on through the measure out all the kind of life that you are putting out. That's up to you. You're going to pay for it down there. But when you come across that wine and oil, he said, you leave it alone. Amen. It's God started speaking. Amen. It's God started battling. Yeah. Let me, I may be ahead of myself. But when we're coming to the church, 
When we're dealing with a certain situation, we're not literally dealing with that person. All that you go to the church, you go to the denomination, you find out all the preaching is all like, you need to do this. You need to do that. You know, they give you a certain uh, ways how to keep a marriage life, how to live on this earth. But only in this message, when the message comes, this message is the only message that is dealing with Satan with the barehanded. This message is the only message is looking straight, square in the eyes of Satan and said, turn him loose. All the other message, all the other word is all telling you, what can you do? Try to deal with the situation. The best of the best try to tell you how to deal with uh, Satan. How to deal with mental depression. How to deal with this. But only this message he living in you said, it's not, dealing, it's not you dealing with them. I'm looking straight to the eye of Satan. Said, this is my time to dealing with you. When a minister coming behind a pulpit, and not try to preach in you a word. We're on the word path to against Satan right now. It's not a man and man. It's a God and Satan. We're just a yielded vessel to it. Only this message can look square to the eyes of Satan. Doesn't that say that the prophet's ministry is? And when a prayer Lord coming, then he said, what is that? You got a cancer. That is a demon. Do you want me to tell you which side of the breast he's in? He said, it's in your right side. Who's doing that? It's the Lord himself bypassing the mind of the man and dealing directly with that demon. You don't find it anywhere. You don't find any message anywhere like this. It's not to give you a new teaching. It's not to give you a new way. How to deal with your family. How to do this. How to do that. It's God in you. It's to demolish all the recall, the influence of Satan. And in another word, he said... If you catch some of my little flock that's filled with my oil and wine, wine and oil of the pure word, and you're going to kill them. I said, because you're doing that. That's what you're doing. I said, don't you force them to see any Hail Mary or do anything like that or some creed. You keep your, ha- you keep your hands off of them. They know where they're doing. They're going. For they are anointed with my oil. And by being anointed with my oil, they have the wine of joy. Because they know my word of a promise. And I'm going to raise them up again. Have you been depressed? Have you been tried down by Satan? Have you been by all the environment and situation, trials and the difficulties that you're going through? But don't you worry. God said, I keep my oil. I keep my wine. Though just a little bit, but still there. He keeping it for you. Then when the devil started touching that, 
And it lets you to give it up. It lets you see Hail Mary. Have to bow our head before Satan. Let you give up your life. Give up your stand on the word of God. God said, don't you do that, devil. That is my oil. That is my wine. And you might be thinking, my face is weak. I just become a little bit. But you're still sitting here and listening to the word. And something rises up in you. Say, Lord, there's nothing but the truth. That's a little wine. There's a little oil in there. And when devil started touching that, the lamb started speaking. He said, keep your hands off of that. Do you know that anything that served the purpose of God, that God gave them a resurrection? Let me repeat that again. Anything that served the purpose of God, God will give them a resurrection. You have your loved ones. I have my loved ones. We're praying for them a day and night, a day and night. But the word of a God through the prophet said anything that served the purpose of a God, God will give them a resurrection. My sin dim. My sin is going away. My sin is fading out. But anything that serves the purpose of a God, He will give them a resurrection. When a prophet on the beyond the curtain of time, he saw his old dog, a little phrase, coming over. He saw his horse, a prince, nickered on him. Why? It's not other dogs. It's not other horses that are resurrected. But it's the prophets. Why? Because that dog chasing a raccoon on the tree. So that he can get some pelt out of the raccoon to pay for his situation. Why is that little old horse? The prince. Because of that horse, bear the prophet go to school. He buried him to work. If God can give a dog, can give a horse a resurrection, how much more he will give a resurrection to our loved ones? Anything that serves the purpose of God, he will give them a resurrection. That brings my joy full. Died on that. Keep true to that. No matter what devil tried to say to you, but keep true to the word of God. Anything serve the purpose of God, He will give them a resurrection. It's not just hope, but it's the promise of God. If He give a dog, He give a horse a resurrection. Not another dog, not another horse, not another children, not another wife, not another husband, but my husband, my wife, my children. Lord said, don't you touch that oil and that wine. He said that they knew they'd rise again. He said they will rise again. He said, uh, and they said that one penny for one measure of weight and three penny for three measure, uh, one penny for three measure of a barley. He said, now find out the measure it out and the charge for it. Yeah. Exactly. He said, weight is a natural, natural life. 
Well, it was a living arm, but symbolizing spirit is the oil and the joy of the wine. The spiritual life, he said, don't hurt that. The devil might charge you for this and charge you for that. But he cannot touch the spiritual life that is in you. In this world, in, on this earth, the devil just give you, give to the people the barley, give you the people the wheat. It try to keep their natural life. But God gave us the spiritual life with the oil and the wine. In the day of a famine, people are seeking, people are um, do everything they can to try to make a living. But let the bride of Jesus Christ know that this is not our purpose that we're on this earth. It's not our purpose to try to just make an mate and make a living on this earth. Oil and wine is a luxury. We're not living in the famine. We're living in the luxury. Brother John said, you are? You are a billionaire. We don't live on the barley and the weight. We live on the oil and the wine. It's not just we try to make a living and I know you're struggling. I know some of us probably cannot even hold a job. I know some of us, we probably, uh, our life is just making a, uh, hardly making ends meet. But God give you the most precious thing that you can ever expect to have. We're on this earth, it's only for a short trip. It's going to be over very soon. I don't know what even the prophet time 50 years ago said is the sun. He cannot even see that uh, this world can go any longer. How much sooner that we are living in. How much sooner the Lord has coming for 50 years later. But God, he will revenge for you. When devil starts to touch the oil and the wine. He, does, he said, uh, it was not one of the four beasts that said, don't touch the oil and the wine. He said, did you notice that? He said, now look. He said, now I heard a voice in the midst of the four beasts. What was it? The lamb. Amen. It wasn't the four beasts. The lamb said it. Why? He's going to take his own. That belongs to him. Not the four beasts, but the lamb was the one that said it. Right. It's not a man trying to keep your life, but it's the lamb of God. He said, don't you touch that wine. Don't you touch that oil. You might not can make your hand met, but I give you the joyful. I give you the real oil. I give you the Holy Spirit. What joy can make us more joyful to say that our children be filled with the Holy Ghost? What joy can be more joyful than say our loved one, they love, have a fervent about the Word of God? When we saw God keeping that all, keeping that one out of the in you, that makes our joyful. Because why? He said, the devil, you cannot touch that. There are my inheritance. But when God gave that to you, when He gave that word, He gave that burden, 
which is the, through the prophet's ministry, through the message of this hour. He doesn't just give you a full-grown one. He gives you a seed. It depends on what your attitude toward it. It depends on how you look at it. When God gives you a promise, it's the word on the pages. It's coming like a seed. But when you receive that seed, if you keep watering it, that seed is going to grow to become a fruitful. You look at the, the Bible, talk about a semen. The Lord has revealed to him before he died that he will saw uh, the salvation of Israel. And in in book of Luke 2.29, when Simeon saw that, and then holding the little Jesus, the baby, he said, Lord, now let thou servant depart in peace according to thy word. For my eyes have seen thy salvation. I think of what a revelation that this old man had. He only saw a baby. And he's holding that baby. But he said, Lord, you can let me go. I'm ready to depart. What a face that he had. What a revelation that he had. What oil that he had. What a wine of joy that he had. He only holding that as the baby form. When God give you a deliverance, when God give you a salvation, when God doing certain things, He give you always in the baby form. But as long as you hold true to it, as long as you believe to it, and your eyes is not only see that baby, His eyes is the soul of the baby. But His eyes is not on that baby, but it's according to Thy Word. Because you have revealed your Word to me. That's why the face of my eye has saw the salvation that's coming. For your situation, for your difficulty, for the things that you're praying for, God gave you a baby form of deliverance. But when you saw that, you can confess in the same way, like Simeon said, Lord, I didn't saw so far. I didn't saw my children yet. I didn't saw my loved one yet. But I saw the baby form. I saw the salvation that coming to me. I saw the deliverance. I saw whatever God has promised me, He will do it. It's God's job. He has to fulfill what he said. When, when Ahab take the life of, of Naboth. When he take the life of Naboth. And God said, where the dog is going to leak uh, his blood. The dog is going to leak Ahab's blood. Because God is the God of vengeance. Amen. He will revenge for whatever that the people that try to remove the landmark. And God is the vengeance God for you too. And then God sends a Jehu and to come to take away the influence of Ahab. And whatever that he done to the righteous man, Naboth, is God going to deal with it? Brother Bramley even said that he said that Jehu is the right kind of a pastor. He's the right kind of a minister. What does he try to do? He, he did a thorough clean up. 
From the top to the bottom, everything that belongs to Ahab, he's cleaning up. You know, when God doing things, he doesn't do things halfway. You may be praying just for one thing. Like last time I was speaking, why hast thou forsaken me? My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? David is only in that situation. Look at his own situation. He said, I'm a miserable. But he little did he know what he said. And Jesus said the same thing. Why hast thou forsaken me, God? Because of God is judging the sin. Right. It's the redemption is coming. Right. He didn't realize that you might be going through something difficult. You might be saying, why hast thou forsaken me? But how do you know that is the setup for the redemption that coming to you? Coming to your family. When God doing something, He's not just, uh, you know, I will restore the Naboth's vineyard back to Him. He killed all the influence, every bit of it. When God started dealing with the people, He's not just to do a halfway job. When God started dealing in your life, He was dealing with your life from the bottom, from the top to the bottom. Everything in your life, He will deal with it. It's like in the book of Malachi. It said that there's a neither root or branch. He's going to burn out all the stubble, everything, when he sent it to the prophet. When he sent his promise to this age, when a message comes, he's going to do a thorough work that is in our life. Then later on you saw in the scripture, and uh, I forgot the name of the person. He asked, he said, Jehu, are you coming for peace? He said, what peace? He said, your mother, your father has done so much uh, damage that to the word of God and to the people of God, where can I get to peace with you? You never can have a peace with Satan. There's a none non-negotiable when you are in the storm it's not a time to negotiate a peace with him when the devil starts to do an offense to you and do everything that he can to you it's not a time to try to compromise with, with him just try to learn how to live with it God is going to do a sorry job I'll start to finishing here. And this quote I read it the last time. Brother Bram said, Now anybody knows that a word the devil means a tormentor. Not tormenting your soul. He said, You are free from that by a gospel preacher and the word of God. But he's tormenting your mind. He's tormenting your body. He said the demon that comes into the soul is something that torments the soul. But many times you can see a person maybe of insanity. Now they may be a converted person filled with the Holy Spirit and yet be totally insane. See, that's right. That has nothing to do with the soul. But it's a tormentor. Something that torments them. But you see, devil cannot torment your soul. 
Because in that soul, in that realm, that is the where the word of God was located. Let me read this to you. But Abraham said, "Into the Christ is the mystery of God." He said, "Because if Christ is living through you, so pregnant that it was the Spirit that you are a prisoner to anything else, you can't commit adultery. You are already pregnant. He can't take a hold. The womb of a life is close to anything else. You are already his by predestination. That seed has come to life. No world can get in." The seed was there. The seed was already. When was it put there? Before the foundation of the world has predestinated us unto eternal life. He said, as soon as the life giving flow, that seed laying there, other seed that just would come in wouldn't take a hold, just wouldn't do it like. But when that seed come in quickly, it stop up the womb. All the rest of the seed was drove out. See, just like that, the Lord give you a seed that drive out every other seed. When you receive the word of God, that seed drive out any seed that the devil is laid there, and all the seed that try to get in cannot get in anymore. So when you sow. When your heart receives the word of God, no matter how many battles that's in your mind, no matter how the devil try to remove the landmark, he cannot remove this landmark anymore. Because that soul received the seed word of God and he cannot get it away from it. The devil might be go to your mind. It might be go to your imagination, your emotion, your, your reasoning and everything. But it couldn't go to your soul. He might be tormented at everything that in your mind, but he cannot torment your soul. And actually, in the opposite, when Jesus comes, he is tormenting the devil. When devil, does the devil can torment Jesus? Of course. Brother Bram said that Jesus can have a headache. And Jesus was 30 years old. The devil already tormented his body, and then the body is like a 50 years old. He can torment him so much in the garden of Gethsemane. Then he said, Lord, Lord, if possible, that is a bitter cup away from me. He was battling. But the Satan cannot go to that soul. He can torment his mind, but he cannot torment his faith. He said, but not my will, but Lord, your will be done. No matter how tormentor can torment your mind, can reason, the imagination, the memory, the flood it in there, all the bad memories, the different things that happen in your mind, but it cannot torment your soul. It cannot torment your soul. Your face, where is it laid off? But instead, Jesus come back to torment the devil. By casting the Satan out of that person. That person was a dwell in that person. Holding that person. But when Jesus, when the word of God come. And he didn't even see a word. But the life that is in him is the life of God. 
And then those demons recognize him. He said, our time hasn't come. Then you come to tormenting us? Do you realize that the same life that are living in you? Not living in here, but living in here. It's not a you scared, but a devil scared of you. It's not a devil is a tormentor, but you are the tormentor. You're tormenting him by casting him out of our children. Casting him out of our loved ones. We're coming to the church to torment the devil. We're coming to the church to cast him out. We're not coming here to talk about the word. We're not talking about preaching here. We're coming here to cast him out of this door. Brother Bremer said in the crisis of mystery of God. He said, notice. He said, I'm talking about the headship of a Christ. He said, notice being personally identified by the original headship. We have the answer to the devil's question. What come back? It's the head that come back. Right. What is the devil howling about? He's howling about because the headship has come back. Come back to where? Come back to the bride of Jesus Christ. Come back to the body again. This body used to be headless. This body used to be headless. But now the head has come back. That man was, was possessed by the demon legions. Legions, thousands of the devil in him. He's headless. But when the head of Jesus Christ come to that man, all the devil start to us scared. Why? Because the head come back to that body. He said, I'm claiming this body now. Do you realize that the message is the headship of this hour? He's coming back to claim each body here. And that head has coming down. And believe it or not, that head has a white wig on. That Brother John was to preach about. Oh, how wonderful that is. It's not just a head come back. It's not just a man come back. It's not just a pastor come back. But the white wig, supreme authority. He has come back. He passed out to the judgment. He said, you belong to me. You are spotless, sinless, guiltless bride of Jesus Christ. You've been treading down by devil long enough. But rise up, my bride. The head has connected with the body. He said, don't you touch that oil. Don't you touch that wine. You're not just a hell as a body. You are the body that connected with the supreme authority. When a cloud comes, it's not just to make a show. It's not just to telling us, oh, you know, I'm coming, I'm giving you the message. It's the head trying to unite it with the body. That supreme authority is in you now. It's not just in the cloud, but it's in you now. It connected with you now. It's not a you speaking anymore, but it's the supreme authority started speaking. 
when you kneel down, raise up your hand. Lord, save my family. That supreme authority said, I have been suffering long enough. I may have a patient long enough, but I'm a God of a vengeance. That's why Satan falling. Because the headship has come back. The preeminence in is the bride. They won't see anything unless the, the head will start speaking. You have the mind of a Christ by receiving the mind in this hour, the message of this hour. That's why you become a tormentor of Satan. Satan is not afraid of a body, but Satan is afraid of the head. Because that head has a white wig on. It's represented a supreme authority. That's the final word. That's the final Z. Then he said that the bride has the final Z, final word of this age. Why? Because the head, the supreme authority, has a connect with this body. It's being personally identified. But original headship. The devil is only a fake head. And the God coming down in the man called William Branham, a better ministry, Christ has beheaded the devil. He just don't know he's dead yet. But original head is coming back. He said, we have the answer to the devil's question. Christ is rising and has to pay the price. And rise up the head or the body. The devil can't stand it. The devil, that's the reason he's howling the way it is. His wickedness has been, his scheme has been uncovered by the reason. Resurrected Christ in the headship over his body. Oh, how thankful that we are. And as the church stands along, she's not hooked with nothing, but it was identified by God being the body that God dwelt in. And the church is identified by this body doing the same thing. She is his body that manifests the truth of his promised word for the last days. And she and she alone stands by it. That's why the devils are howling. This is great organization to set up something to close her up. They will never do it. She will be taken up, not closed up. She's now risen and by the power of the vindicated word promised to her. That's why we're not just preaching the word. We're facing demon. We're facing Satan. Squaring in his eyes. Brother Bram said in the work is a face expressed. You probably heard about this uh, dream that he had. He said I walk over this way. I seen Brother Roy Borders, a very good friend of mine, lives in California. Looked like there was something wrong. His eyes was half closed. Maybe cancer or something over his eye. Someone was trying to pull me away from him. I screamed, Brother Borders, in the name of the Lord Jesus, snap out of that. And he just barely could speak. Saying, Brother Branham, you will have to take something more than this. 
I just can't grasp it, Brother Branham. I just can't grasp it. And Brother Branham is going on to sold those people like out of their mind and twisted. And so there's a lady who said, Brother Branham, deliver us from this. This is a house of hell. He said, I looked and they were beating their head like that out of their mind. But how glad we are he never leave them in that condition. He said, I've seen some lights flickering around in here. I look it up. And there stood the Lord Jesus with the light of a rainbow around him. It was a looking right straight to me. He said, deliver those people. And he went away. Deliver those people. That's the burden of Jesus Christ. Amen. But literally deliver those people. That's the job of the prophet. Job of a man. This burden, give it to the prophet. He's a full of the burden of Jesus Christ. Amen. The Lord entrusted a burden to you too. And Brother Bram said, I thought, well, how could I deliver them? I haven't got strength enough in my arms to break those bars. So I said, house of hell gave away to the name of Jesus Christ. Do you notice? He's not telling them, snap out of it. They can't snap out of it. When a person was possessed by demon, they can snap out of it. You said, my children are perfectly fine. If you're not in the right position, if you're not in the right mind with the Lord, they're not fine. They're locked up in the prison. They're locked up by the games. They're locked up by the social media. They're locked up by all kinds of things. Their minds are perverted. He said, my children look at a very polite Courtesy, nice boy. If you can ever go to their world, that in their mind, you know how twisted they are. It's not they want to be, they cannot snap out of it. It's something got a hold of them, lock them up, put an iron bar that are around them so that nothing can get them out of it. Their mind is twisted. Their whole being are twisted. The devil will not let them go. Just like those people in a prophet's dream. But a prophet said, a house of hell gave away to the name of Jesus Christ. He's not a turn to them, said a snap out of it. He turned to Satan. He said, you give away. He has the name of Jesus Christ living in him. Do you have the name of Jesus Christ living in you? What is the name of Christ? But remember, so the name is in the Word because He is the Word. The Word interpreted is the manifestation of the name of God. When you receive the Word, you literally receive the name of Christ living right in you. He said, the house of hell gave away to the name of Jesus Christ. It's not how much you confess, but that name literally living in you. When your life manifests His name, His life, you manifest His name. Amen. 
They've been locked up in all those type of things. Just forgive me. I'll, I want to take this Esther as a little example. Before she came over here, she shared it with me. I hope you don't mind, Sister Esther. Do you? <laughs> Before she gave her heart to the Lord, she said that she was, uh, she was so possessed with watching TVs. And she has to watch TV. And, and her dad and her mom don't want her to do that. And so they locked, they didn't lock her up, but they locked the TV up. They lock the TV in another room. So they lock it so she cannot get to it. You know what she did? And she was living in a high-rise building. She run, she climbed out of the windows and outside of the wall. And climbed to another room. Opened up the window and go in there to watch TV. You talk about a Spider-Man. <laughs> this girl is determined. I got to watch TV. But just one moment in the presence of the Lord. Just one moment in the presence of the Lord. Then the Lord said, the house of hell gave away to the name of Jesus Christ. It just take one moment. Young people, it just take one moment. It doesn't take a year long. It's just by sitting there, listening to the word as a preaching, that she said to Brother Tom, Brother Tom, I want to get rid of that. One moment in the presence of a God. Then God totally transformed her. What did that? It's not a try to step out of the Esther. Step out of the Esther. Even they lock the TV up. Even lock her up. It won't do the work. But when the preaching of the word said the house of hell gave away. Is that how much you turn to the lost one? Is that how much you turn to your loved one? Says, snap out of it. Snap out of it. You can do better. Why are you doing that? That won't snap them out of it. It's the time for our parents to turn our eye from the situation then to the situation coaster. That is the demon himself. It's not that we try to how much reform our children, but turn to the deformer. The deformer is Satan twisted it out. It's not how much we shout to them so they step out of it, but it's the time for us to shout to the devil, house of hell, give away to the name of Jesus Christ. That's what we're coming here to do. We're not coming here to preach just a word. We're coming here to say to devil, house of hell, gave away. Not to what I confess to the name of Jesus, but to that name that's living in me. To that name that's living in you. But Abraham said, but if there is a hunger, may the musician come. But if there is a hunger in your heart, to see God. He said there isn't enough devil. In all torment. To keep you from seeing him. He will make a way. Where there is no way. If you really want to see him. And honest. In your heart. Have you been bound? 
have Satan has robbed you of privilege. Have you given yourself two of the things that you're not supposed to give? Instead of giving your whole self to the Christ who's your Savior. Have you been living in this earth long enough that the devil robs your privilege to be a fervent believer? Have you hearing a lot of a word as the preached, the preached, the preached? Then it become a common to you. You know God is here to meet in business with us. If we want to meet in business with Him. I wonder if we can bow our head. I believe that God is trying to speaking to us. Not trying to tell you, snap out of it. But the Lord just tried to say, as long as you yield yourself to me. I can say to the Satan, gave away house of hell to the name of Jesus Christ. I wonder how many people here to those people that haven't really given their whole heart to the Lord. Maybe there's a something that in their heart they start to dealing with them, gently speaking to them, and not try to rebuke them, but say to you, why don't you open up your heart to me? Let me living in you. I'll transform you. Do you want to do that to him? If you want, do you want to lift up your hands? I say to him, Lord, you are still the mighty Savior. You still can do things that a human being cannot do. Is there anyone here that maybe you're locked up in the prison house maybe your mind is battling battling it seems like there's no answer to it maybe even coming to a point you'd almost want to give it up to devils he tried to say to you he said just reject it just to give it up or run out of here go back to the world or you have the mind mind battling do you realize that the one that can deliver you, that he is here? Do you want to lift up your hand and say to the Lord, Lord, break the house of hell. Break the board of the house of hell. Lord, deliver me out of this house of hell. I want to do something special here. You that to lift up your hands. Are you brave enough? Are you boldness enough? Not say to man, but say to Satan. Satan, I'm severing myself from you. Whatever you try to do, I sever myself from you. Whatever the things that have been bothered me, whatever habits that I have, whatever the demons and influence that I have put it on me, I'm severing myself from you. Are you brave enough 
walk out of your seat and come before the altar you that lift up your hands would you brave enough I hardly ever do this not to do that till you come to man but I want you come before God take this as your eternal decision to the Lord whatever situation that you are in do you realize that the Lord is here to meet every need that you have we're not here just preaching the word we're coming here to see eye to eye to Satan turn loose of God's property turn loose from God's property you have no rights on the God's property Brother Derek I wonder if you can sing Helmet is in Jesus to break his every fatter. You elders and brothers, whoever deacons or trustees, or if you're a loved one that was in the front over here, can you come on up and pray with all these people? Young or old, we want to mean business with God. Come on, Brother Kim. Come on down. Anybody that who wants to lay hands on these people and to pray for them. You have your children standing here. You have your loved ones standing here. You're the one that you've been praying for. You have to give your whole heart that's standing here. Do we want to see them to be delivered? Let us pray. Oh God. Jesus, Jesus. People that's standing in the front, you pray too. If you have something in your mind, just speak it out. Don't let the devil deprive your privilege. It's God speaking to you. That He will say, You use yourself, surrender yourself as a vessel. I'm going to speak to that the devil said, House of hell, she gave away to the name of Jesus Christ.
dealing with the Satan that have been bothering you in your life so many years. Why don't you just give your heart to the Lord, open up to Him. Let Him come into your heart and say to Him, Lord, deliver me out of this house of hell. Whatever things that bothers you, whatever things that you've been struggling with, you don't have to bring that thing back. Here is the place that it break every fetter. Here is the place that break every chain. You maybe become a lukewarm. Your experience become a cold. Your prayer life will become just as cold as it can be. Why don't you now lift up your hand and raise up your hand and come to the Lord and say, Lord, bring a revival in my life. You mother, if you ever pray for your children, now's the time for you to pray for them. If you ever pray for your son, now's the time to pray for them with the most fervency that you can end.